Welcome to the Cuban Family Roots Podcast, a monthly podcast dedicated to discussing Cuban history and ancestral roots. I'm your host, Aileen Vega, podcasting from Woodbridge, New Jersey. As a genealogy enthusiast, I created the Cuban Family Roots Podcast to help others in their genealogical journey. I conduct interviews with Cuban researchers and geneticists, authors, and those with knowledge and expertise in Cuban history and genealogical research. I'm committed to conducting interviews that will point to genealogical information and resources to lead family historians in the right path to finding their family roots. From 1492, when Columbus claimed the island for Spaniards to present-day Cuban, our history has been rich and traumatic. Now our family history is slowly vanishing due to archival despair. Cubans inside and outside the island yearn to capture, learn our past, our origins, and our ancestral roots. Knowledge of our history is the key to keeping our Cuban family roots alive. I hope you enjoy listening to each episode as much as I enjoy producing them. The Cuban Family Roots Podcast can be heard on Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can support us by simply listening and engaging. Writing a memoir is one of the best gifts that you can give your family, especially future generations. Think about it. How much do you really know about your grandmother? What about her grandmother? Do you even know the names of your grandparents? If you're lucky, you'll know the basic outline of your ancestry, but very few of us know the rich stories that make up the lives of our family members. You're listening to the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. This is episode six, writing your memoir. I'm your host, Aileen Vega. Today is June 1st, 2021. Before we dive into our episodes, I want to first wish all of the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. So let's get started. Segment one, I'll explain exactly what a memoir is and walk you through the stages of putting one together. In segment two, I interview Richard Squires, founder of Life Story Memoir. Richard, helps people with their life story by writing their memoirs in their own words so that they can create a legacy for their families that will be cherished for generations to come. And we'll be right back. What is a memoir? A memoir is where you get to write your storyline and the role that you played in your life as a parent, sibling, daughter, friend, and where you get to tell what life was like while you lived in that time and space. Through a memoir, you invite your family into your perspective and have them visualize each scene in your life. You'll get to create an emotional journey that will take them from one chapter to the next. So what is a memoir exactly? Is it a biography of your life? No, a memoir is a collection of memories that you write about your own life. A set of true memories focus on one particular part of your life. And there's a process in writing a memoir. And we'll be right back. When people think about writing their own memoir, 
they often say, how to make the boring exciting? And they'll say things like, my life is so boring. How can I make for an exciting story? But here's the thing. 99% of our lives, we spend doing the same thing day in and day out. So what you want to do is you want to write about the 1% of your life. The exciting birth of a child. Um, going back to Cuba after 20 or 40 years. Something that's exciting. Something that's memorable. Something that really sticks out. With a memory, you don't want to have to catalog every single day, week, or even year of your life. You can skip over the boring parts and create the stories that make sense for your theme and your morale. When we think about writing a memoir, we want to include our family members. And when we think about some of our family members, we only think about one aspect of them. But instead of looking at that aspect of them, try to look at the entire character. For example, if you're going to write about your mom and what a great woman she was, you can also focus on some of her struggles, what she went through in Cuba when she married your father, all the struggles of leaving the country. I mean, there is so much to tell. You want to cover all the bases. Look at the person as a whole. But stay true to your perspective. Remember that others in your family will not remember the events the same way that you do. And you don't want to create tensions. But be prepared to tell your family members that you're writing a memoir from your perspective. Not everyone can write a compelling memoir, but that's not because we don't have a story to tell. It's usually because few people understand the mechanics of a non-fiction storytelling. How do you write something that actually happened without offending a loved one? If you're writing a document about your life for future generations, how do you present your life in a fresh, an authentic way. Well, memoirs are not autobiographies, so remember that. A memoir is not like that at all. When autobiography is often written at the perceived end of one's life, a memoir can be tethered to any huge event in one's life. A memoir is actually a slice of life. If you lift it, you can write it. And remember, it is important to find the bigger story. What will the readers learn from your story? Some common memoir themes surround the following topics. Accepting change, adjusting to a new life, coming of age, compassion, dealing with loss, determination, discrimination, friendship, greed, hard work, leadership, hope, parenthood, poverty, self-esteem, survival, and wealth, sometimes even war. Any of these topics 
can apply to your memoir. Starting at birth, chances are you don't remember when you were born. So leave that for an autobiography. Everyone has an, an opinion on outlining. So, especially with a memoir, one of the biggest reasons against using an outline is that it's restrictive. So, don't do that. Not protecting yourself from lawsuit. When you're writing about other people, you face the possibility of getting sued. It sucks, but it's better to be safe than sorry. If you're planning to write about individuals who may not like what you have to say, it's generally a good idea to change the person's name and individual characteristics. This way, you avoid that from happening. Remember, don't forget your audience. Always keep your audience in mind when you're writing a memoir. They're just as important as the story you're telling. If your story doesn't resonate with the audience, there's no need to even tell it in the first place. We'll be right back. There's definitely a process in creating your own memoir. The process of creating your memoir begins with the interview. And according to Richard Esquires from Life Story Memoir, that's the easy part. Afterwards, many hours are spent by his talented professional team to transform your words into a manuscript, which you, the storyteller, would then be asked to review. Once you review and you approve it, Richard will print and publish the professional quality memoir. That professional quality memoir comes in its own assigned ISBN. You will always have access to purchasing as many copies as you like, anytime. One of the things that Richard prides himself with is the way he preserves the authenticity of your expression, approaching each story with sensitivity, understanding, and deep respect for each person's experience. Richard worked in communications for many years before becoming a writing professor. In 2015, his father, a World War II hero veteran, asked Richard to write his memoir. The experience was so fulfilling that Richard was inspired to create Life Story, the perfect union between his passion for writing and storytelling with the love of family and history. Coming up next, my interview with Richard Esquires. We're talking about writing your Cuban memoir. Yeah. So, so tell us about how you got into this business and um, what or who inspired you. Okay. All right. So first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I'm the founder of Life Story. I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. And, uh, and at Life Story, I write your memoir for you or for your loved one. I incorporate fully illustrate the story and these memoirs become legacies that families cherish for generations and the way that it all started is a story in itself i basically had a light bulb moment uh, i grew up with a very close-knit family and my grandfather was always sharing stories 
as all my family members did, but there was one World War II story that my grandfather told me that really, really captured my attention. And that's the story that gave me my aha moment. And that's when I realized I want to write people's memoirs for them. I knew that was my path because writing people's memoirs fulfills people's dreams and it fulfills mine. Um, so my grandfather, he was 18 years old when he enlisted in the U.S. Army Air Force for World War II. He became a pilot flying B-17 fighter planes in the Pacific. And he told me many stories, but there was one that always stood out. So during missions, during some of the missions, the enemy uh, launched projectiles from the ground below, which exploded, and they sent out flak, which are shards of metal, and they would rip apart the planes that they hit. And during one battle, the flak ripped off the floor of my grandfather's plane. Uh, pieces of the metal went into his leg. They also sadly went into his co-pilot's head, which killed him. And oh my goodness. At this point, uh, to save his own life, my grandfather had to think very quickly and he immediately bailed out of the airplane and he parachuted down to the ocean. So just imagine, you know, you have metal in your leg, your co-pilot just died and you're falling toward the ocean. You don't know what's going to be down there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I cannot even imagine that. <laughs> so it was always so compelling to me. And, right. uh, and then the story continues that he and the other soldiers were floating in the ocean, holding on for dear life to their radio flotation devices, which they called Mae West. That's what everyone called them, which was after a, a famous actress. And if you don't know who she is, just imagine why they named their floaties after her. <laughs> um, so they were surrounded by sharks, but, uh, you know, and scared. Uh, but thankfully, they were picked up before the sharks attacked, and my grandfather lived to be able to share his story and for me to write his memoir. And that was the story that uh, when I was interviewing him and he asked me to write his life story, that was my aha moment. Uh, right. I realized how brave and lucky um, he was, how, how lucky I am that I could interview him. And, and that's when I realized that, you know, I could make a business of this and I wanted to write people's memoirs. That, that's an amazing story. Wow. Yeah. So. What, what is the difference between a biography and a memoir? Because a lot of people are confused. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of overlap. I mean, there's, sometimes they could kind of be the same thing. But in general, um, an autobiography or a biography is, is very comprehensive. It's from like day one of your life, you know, all the way through. Um, and a memoir can be uh, more focused on a theme or, or an aspect of someone's life. It could just be about their childhood. It could be about their family history, career, love. Um, so really that's the main difference. And with the memoirs that I'm writing, you know, I'm, I'm writing them for my clients. I'm facilitating their words. Uh, no, an autobiography normally is, you know, the, the subject wrote it themselves. Right. Right. So, and, and what are people's reasons for wanting to write a memoir? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're deep reasons, I would say, and they're, they're fantastic, uh, sharing, courageous, loving reasons to want to do that. And I would say that, that what my clients value and that what I value and that what, my, what life story is all about is about the importance of story and history to family. And it's for people who like sharing their lives and for people, hopefully, who like to talk. Um, you know, everyone's story is timeless. You can tell it at any age. And it's the anecdotal stories that really bring the memoir to life. Um, when I'm interviewing my clients, I see their faces and their demeanors change as they tell their stories and, and go through their memories as if they're living their memories in the moment. And I really relish that uh, as a writer. 
that aspect of the interview process because my clients bring me in and I feel I'm walking in their shoes. Um, yeah, every story is unique. It's told through that person's lens. There's common threads across books, but um, each individual's personalized experience is is just priceless. And, right. you know, I think like, you know, some people have a favorite picture they were given or, uh, you know, a letter or a dish or a piece of clothing. And those are like legacies, you know, that someone in their family left for them and priceless. Mm -hmm. And so a memoir is a legacy for a family, you know, that, that someone is giving generously. It's not an easy thing to write. Um, and people and, and then it's there permanently in their family. And that brings them comfort. Right. Yeah, definitely. It can seem overwhelming to write a life story, right? So how, how does someone start a memoir? So writing a book is, is certainly a lengthy process. Um, you know, for me, for life story, I interview you. I, I record it. I, and all you have to do is talk to me. I edit it. I incorporate meaningful pictures. And the, I mean, the best way to describe life story is to walk you through a day in my life. On a day-to-day -day basis, I, I typically meet with my clients. During COVID, it's been mostly virtual. I um, guide my clients with questions. I help prompt them to recall the times in their life. Um, it's funny because a lot of my clients say that they've dreamed of writing a memoir. A lot of them have even started writing their own memoir. They soon learn it's a difficult task. And so for those clients who've done their own writing, I'll weave their writing, their notes into the book. And interviews can include family members and friends also who have stories to tell. And uh, one of the great sort of uh, add-on services that I provide also is a genealogy report uh, with documents, birth and marriage certificates, ship manifests um, of when they or their families came over to the new world, you know, to the country. Um, and I incorporate that research into the story. And you just can't believe how my clients and their families are, are speechless uh, when that information is included in the memoir. Wow. From your experience, what, what benefit do you uh, seem from people who have written a memoir? Well, um, you know, it's a benefit to the whole family. It's a benefit to the people themselves. It's, I would say it's a therapeutic experience. Um, you know, for many of my clients, completing their life story was an important part of their journey. It was like a lifelong uh, goal. You know, it was something necessary, something they've always wanted to do. And once they complete it and they know that they've shared the most important moments of their life, it's, it's very special and comforting and, you know, they've shared their soul. And right. when I'm interviewing my clients, we get to the heart of things and it can be emotional for them as, as well as me. You know, we go through their ups and downs. Uh, you can turn a corner in life. You didn't expect this was going to happen. Uh, what happened after that? And it, and it can bring closure. Um, for some, my clients are able to express to me for their memoir things that they couldn't say directly to their family. And, and as I said, it's a benefit to, to everyone, them and the family, and, and to me too, because I just love listening to, uh, you know, people's stories of their lives. Right. Do you have a story that you can share from someone you help with a memoir so that you can provide our listeners uh, with some sort of an example? Yeah, yeah. So I chose a story uh, from the, you know, the various memoirs that I've written that, that is, you know, appropriate for this podcast with a focus on Cuba. So um, I have a, um, it's a story, it's about Cuba, it's about my client, Stephen, and it's about Eleanor Roosevelt, and it's about women in history, because March is Women's History Month. Right. Yeah. So the story, it takes place in 1941, 
my client, Stephen, he grew up in Prague, Czechoslovakia. He lived there until he was seven years old, and then the Nazis invaded his country. Um, thankfully, his parents decided that they needed to escape to avoid the Nazis. And, uh, you know, just imagine your family living in one area for many generations. And Stephen and his, his parents and brother, they left everything they knew, um, everything they owned to escape with their lives, and they found a way to the United States. So they were lucky to get out when they did. But Stephen's grandparents, whose names were Heinrich and Hortense, um, unfortunately, they had more trouble escaping, and they were not able to book passage to the United States to join their family. So they had to survive in Prague for two years and avoid being sent to concentration camps, which they were able to do. And then in 1941, one of their sons was fortunate enough to book them passage on a ship to Cuba. And uh, they started just dreaming of, of Cuba, praying that they would land safely there. And their ultimate goal was to get visas from Cuba to come to the United States um, to reunite with their family in New York. So mm -hmm. they landed in Cuba. And right after they landed, they learned that it would have become nearly impossible to obtain visas into the United States. Um, the State Department, basically, just before they arrived, the State Department had become wary of spies pretending to be refugees. Um, information was being leaked, and, and that was their... That was their view. So um, Hortense and, and Heinrich uh, decided to embrace Cuba and, um, you know, enjoy the culture and, and the people and enjoy their experiences there. And they loved it. And they often later on, they spoke of their wonderful experiences in Cuba. Um, so after they were there for a few months and then Stephen's grandmother decided that she had to take action. So she wrote a letter to Eleanor directly to Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, the first lady. And mm -hmm. it was very difficult for her to do that because she didn't speak any English. So she wrote the letter in Czech, and then she went to great lengths to translate the letter using a Czech English dictionary. And this was written about in a famous uh, biography of Eleanor Roosevelt. And so this was what she wrote. She wrote, Dear Mrs. Roosevelt, as one grandmother to another, I'm asking your help. Here we sit idle, a short distance away from our six grandchildren. Our days are numbered and every hour counts. My husband is 90 and I am 80 years old. What possible danger can we be to the United States? Why not let us spend our few remaining years, perhaps only months, with our family? And then she addressed this letter simply, Eleanor Roosevelt, White House, Washington, D.C. So, wow, powerful. Great, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, can you imagine today the, the wife of the president taking the time to get involved with a letter? Well, right. you know, Eleanor Roosevelt did. She received the letter. And five days later, Stephen's grandparents were granted approval to enter the United States. On September 3rd, 1941, they sailed on the SS Shawnee from Havana to Manhattan. And once they are in the United States, not only did Eleanor Roosevelt take care of them this way, but she invited them to tea at her apartment in New York. And Stephen remembers, Stephen accompanied her, and he remembers meeting Eleanor Roosevelt vividly. Everyone in his family loved her. They had her portrait up on their wall. And, and then the kicker of it is that the whole anecdote was written about in the definitive biography of Eleanor Roosevelt called A Woman of Quality. That's amazing. <laughs> what an experience. Yeah. Can you tell our listeners about life story and where they can contact you if they wish to uh, seek your assistance when writing their memoir? Absolutely. So you can visit my website, which is lifestorymemoir.com. 
my email address is richard at lifestorymemoir.com. Questions, if you've been dreaming about this, uh, thinking about writing your memoir, or if you know someone, whether family, a friend, even a business, with a story that really should be captured, reach out to me. I am happy to talk for no-fee consultation. I love what I do. Um, and I always make my clients feel comfortable and at ease. And um, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Richard, for being with us today. It is my pleasure, my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. We hope you have enjoyed another episode of the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. Our podcast can now be heard on various platforms such as Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, to name a few. We're always working to improve and bring topics of importance to you. Please drop us an email if you have suggestions. My email is cubanfamilyrootspodcast at gmail.com. Share this podcast with family and friends. This podcast was written for you by Aileen Vega, sound engineer B. Torres, marketing and graphics Anthony Janis, and many thanks to our guest today, Richard Squires. We're always working to bring more exciting episodes to you this coming July and August. Thank you for tuning in.